have ever decided to do. I don't know. I mean, and that was kind of like the hammer on the nail. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> Abdullah Al-Ma'uli here. Lately, my social media feed has been filled with catastrophic news from around the world. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure the rest of you are experiencing the same. But one that stuck out to me, and it's mainly due to its proximity to where I live in Oman, is what's happening in Yemen. So I decided to look for someone in Yemen to have a conversation with, to try to understand a little clearer about what's going on. Uh, I keep hearing, hearing and seeing Yemen is facing one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. Mm. What do you think of that statement? I think we are facing that since a long time. They're just using it now. But we are facing it since a long time. This is Ammar Darwish. Ammar lives in Aden in Yemen and is a doctor, a general practitioner. Graduated uh, in 2013 and practiced medicine for almost two years until the war starts. Then um, I became part of um, one of uh, the international NGOs uh, until um, uh, November 2019, uh, just uh, maybe a few months before uh, COVID-19 starts and uh, I had to uh, return back uh, a little bit to medicine even when I uh, wasn't um, comfortable with that. Why were you not comfortable with that? Uh, because when I joined the faculty of medicine I thought about um, medicine is something different than I'm seeing now. After I graduated, I was jumping from hospital to hospital because I wasn't comfortable with their system. It's become like more as a business than it is as healthcare. Yemen has been in conflict since 2014 and there's a lot of politics involved which we're not going to get into in this video. I mainly asked Ammar questions about the current state of the country through his own personal experiences as a doctor and just as a human being living through all of this. The situation that is in Yemen unfortunately has been bad before the coronavirus hit for several re reasons which we're not going to get into. But can you just describe to me what life in Yemen and particularly in Aden was like before any news of coronavirus came, uh, came in? What was life like there? Uh, the chance of you died or got killed is higher than any other place in the world. For food security, it's very bad. In Aden, and not just in Aden, in whole Yemen. Uh, I'm afraid, yeah, the, the conflict made it worse. But uh, if you ask anyone, people are really uh, uh, have a lot of trust uh, in their beliefs and in God. And so, yeah. Um, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, 
prices are really uh, insane. Uh, if you compare it with even uh, the most expensive uh, cities in the world, you will see that we are more expensive than... Really? Than, yes. Hmm. And uh, in regards to the health system before coronavirus... As I was, I was, um, my, my little brother had an accident in 2018. And during the accident, I was telling my brother and I was keep telling anyone now. And I was keep telling uh, my brothers to, before that, don't got severely sick in Yemen because you will die. You will not get a room, you will not get a bed, you will not get any care. It's very difficult to find a place that you trust that will give you the proper care. Uh, there is no any monitors to the health service. Um, it, it's, um, for the health system, it's very bad. The situation in the health system is very deteriorating. Before coronavirus, it was like deteriorating very fast. Maybe even the conflict have not much uh, impact on the health system because it was already de deteriorating. And mm. um, but the conflict make it uh, faster, I think, in deteriorating. During our conversation, the electricity suddenly cut off with Ammar. If you Ele can just wait for one minute. Yes. Does that happen Went often? Up. Yeah, it's, uh, we have like uh, three hours uh, on and four hours off regularly. Uh, so now it's cut off, it cut off for uh, the next four hours? Yes, but I will turn the generator. I have a generator. Ah, wow. <laughs> Just give me one minute. Don't worry about it. Take your time. You're back. <laughs> uh, this electricity situation, has it uh, been like this for a while? Yeah, uh, it starts after the 2011. Oh, wow, long time. It was one hour, it was one hour per, uh, every 12 hour. Then it increased to two, then three, then four. We then went back to our conversation. I asked him about when he first started noticing COVID cases appear where he lives. There were some cases already in my neighborhood and everywhere. But I wasn't accepting that this is coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Because Yemen is isolated. How the virus will enter when there is no any... Uh, there is no one can bring it uh, from for, like the virus should be transmitted from person to a person but we don't have any access to other countries and our uh, airports and borders are illegally closed so how we have the virus and at the beginning when I was seeing some people some patients symptoms are more as a flu-like symptoms like it's flu 
maybe there is some little bit of differences, but I was acting with it as it is a flu. And but then when I saw that it is jumping from one to another very fast and people got sick um, in a very rapid manner. So I thought, yeah, this is not, not possibly not an H1N1 or a flu type virus. This mm. could be Corona. And that's, that was in the 12th or the 11th of Ramadan, as I remember. I, I was still in, in some doubts. I thought, yeah, is it Corona? Is it not? It could be Corona, but uh, who knows? We can't be sure to say this is a Corona patient. You have to identify the virus. And to identify the virus, you have to do the polymerase chain reaction test, the PCR test. And this is something, it's not available. And even when it is available uh, with the government, if you refer to them a case and they accept it at the end because they don't accept anyone, they don't share the results. So there is no transparency. Uh, only God know. It was scary uh, because um, Everyone is getting sick. In every house, there is someone sick. And um, it was scary because you see people that you know, and because they are in the, their middle age, and they have maybe uh, some of the chronic diseases that they are living with it since long time, but they can't with with that I remember many of my friends were were sick I remember many uh, I, I remember I, I I really don't want to remember that that period because Ramadan is always was like a happy month all people come together uh, markets are full streets are full with people praying, uh, mosques are full, um, people praying or people were, are talking, uh, sitting together and but the last Ramadan was very scary. Mm. Everyone was wishing that this month should go. It's, it's looked like it's cursed Ramadan. Uh, it, it's very difficult. To, to recall the memory, but it was very difficult memories. In Ramadan, uh, we uh, play volleyball at night. Before that, I was at the market. I went to the pharmacy. I bought medicine for my brother. And I saw a guy there, and he was best off. He was taking a lot of medications, but he was best off from the whole situation. 
then there was another guy and he was telling him yeah they are telling all of this about corona and it's not corona and there is nothing people should be okay and uh, the other guy who was taking a lot of medication he was saying yeah yeah it's it's malaria it's because all the water and the flood then he took a lot uh, the, the the bags of the medication and one big box and he left then i uh, minutes later i left after that then few hours later i was playing volleyball with two three other friends then the the game start to make to be more uh, uh, stronger and many people came suddenly a guy who was a relative to the guy who I saw at the pharmacy came and he stopped and he said the mother of that guy that just died who who where he was taking medicine for her uh, I can see that people were trying to forget hmm. by playing by going and uh, practicing their life normally but they still also afraid to transmit something to their family or to their parents or to their relatives hmm. the next day I found out that the guy who his mother died had been transferred to the COVID-19 center. And a few weeks later he died too. Wow. There were a lot of days that I was like hoping that, it, that all of this just stopped. Hmm. I I'm, I'm I I don't remember specific day but i remember that all days and nights were connected i wasn't sleeping much not just me many other people it was very difficult it was rough the end of ramadan was the worst amar kept referring to all of his experiences with the pandemic like it was something of the past while the rest of the world is still in the midst of it which I thought it was kind of odd, so I asked him about it, and he said that in the middle of June, it all stopped. There is no any phone calls, nothing is happening right now at all. It's You mean the suddenly... case, they're not, they're not increasing, there are no more no. cases? No, 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 it all stopped now. How is that? Because like in Oman, it's been going on strong, like really strong. It's very Most difficult to 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 uh, imagining that, but um, let me give you the full picture. So in Oman, in any in in uh, in Gulf countries, in Europe, in in most of the world, they uh, uh, have been imposed a lockdown, mm -hmm. and people had. Uh, many other people had self-isolating themselves. In in many countries, the, the food just come to their houses even. 
so they have no interaction with this with other people here in 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 yemen that didn't happen at all all people were going around and going to the mosque together praying uh, eid praying in ramadan uh, there were there was no any lockdown have been imposed by uh, the government and only maybe you can say five percent of the people had made the, uh, their own self-isolation because um, some of them are like uh, more educated we can say but the, the rest of the people they were mixing together and the virus hit strong and and many people died many people survived but it attacks everyone like so you're saying I that the majority of your population right now has coronavirus and that's why the cases have stopped uh, going up yes. because majority yes. of people had but it if, if, you know, if you're watching uh, some of the analysts and the news they speaking about the curve how to make it flat yeah. and to not you guys it. just went up you, you <laughs> yeah we went to the top then just gone an image that keeps haunting me it's you keep seeing these uh, images of from a drone that is uh, mm. flying down with a bunch of fresh graves so many fresh yeah. fresh graves and it's crazy to me actually i never i never thought of it until you told me the fact that yemen didn't flatten the curve yemen let it soar and it and yeah. and the, and the result of that is massive casualties uh, and all these deaths. You know, the people who think about flattening the curve, mm. they don't want for the, 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 uh, the disease or the sick people to make a problem or collapse the health system. Mm. Because there will yeah. be a lot of people going to the trusted health system and then the health system will not be able to take all of this and will collapse but mm. our health system is already collapsed yeah. so what's the point even the health system was already fall down with corona it stopped now it returned back to the falling down situation mm. so it so returned it, back to just being really really bad still yeah, it improved because what was during Corona Corona attack, everyone, every hospital had been shut down. They stopped the hospital. Mm. You are not allowed to go to a hospital. So if you if you if you have a heart attack, if you have broken bone, and you want to go to fix this stuff or to get medical attention nobody will see you if you have an eye problem and you want to see a doctor for your eye you can't you have to know the doctor and to make it with with some kind of connection but you can't go just to a hospital and see a doctor everyone just stopped like you are if you go to a hospital and the hospitals are only dealing with emergency now it returned back to the same deteriorating system. I, I keep saying to the people who I know, 
if you got really ill or you got you you do an accident you will die here uh, i keep hearing hearing and seeing yemen is facing one of the world's worst humanitarian crisis mm. what do you think of that statement i think we are facing that since long time they just using it now but we are facing it since long time yeah. based on all of this what is the future of aden and yemen in general look like i don't know do you have we hope? are not uh, I I I I should have hope because I'm 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 a believer but I can't see it. That's tough man it's a tough way to live. Yeah. I can't see it. We live like a, a day by day. We don't think about what's going to happen in the next years because we, the there is no any um, i don't know how to say it in english because this is i don't see a basis of hope even from a distance there is nothing like very complicated conflicts and very difficult situation very deteriorated system in everywhere not just health the whole infrastructure is deteriorated and yeah the education level is very low so it's very um mm. i don't know how it will be resolved because it's very difficult how can a person like me who who's who's really uh, is is really sad about what we're seeing in our neighbors literally we're bo- we're border to border I don't know how to help even if I want to. What can I do? Maybe pray for us. Hmm. Imagine living in a world where you have absolutely no hope for your country's future, for the future of yourself, for your family. I can't even imagine being in such a situation. And I ask Ammar several times to recommend a non-profit uh, charity organization that are helping in Yemen but he kept saying that he has a general distrust of these organizations based on some of his past experiences so he hesitates to recommend any particular one and I can totally understand that however I don't want to leave things here I want to leave things in a place that feels so hopeless it feels hopeless based on this i refuse to believe that there is nothing we can do to possibly change the situation there maybe what he's saying is true but i feel like we should at least try